Creative Connectors, a podcast for curious minds. My name's Vicky Keeler, and I'll be chatting to the makers and creators who aim to connect and inspire through the platform of festivals. We'll be delving into how they show up in the world, why they do what they do, their journey, inspiration, and everything in between. So sit back and enjoy the chat, because who knows where these conversations are going to go. And if this is your kind of podcast, please subscribe, follow, share with friends, and get involved and give some feedback. In today's episode, I'm going to be speaking with Lana Scoville, large-scale installation artist and founder of Within Space. So thanks for coming on for a chat, Lana. Oh, hello. No worries. Thanks for having me. Maybe we should start off with, I guess, your journey from being an art student at RMIT and then how you came to create Within Space and be doing large-scale installations at festivals like Strawberry and Rainbow, etc. Yes, for sure. Um, well, it's a series of events that kind of just happen to come together, as I think most um, steps in these type of careers go. So I was in university studying uh, fine art sculpture at RMIT, and I... Um, started to apply to do pieces at Rainbow Serpent and we got accepted to do our first large scale um, uh, piece at Rainbow in, when was it, 2015 maybe? Um, And so we kind of just had a stab in the dark and went for it and did something pretty crazy and pretty big and learned many, many lessons It definitely wasn't the most um, aesthetically pleasing piece I've ever done, (laughs) but I learned so much by just throwing myself in the deep end and really just going for it. We had, I had no idea what I was doing and I thought I was way above my head, but we gave it a good nudge and we met everybody and got along with the crew in the festival so much and just like enjoyed our time immensely. It was a crew of like 20 of us for that one. And I designed the pieces and built them with a friend, Nick, um, Nick Sweetland. Um, And yeah, so that was our first little piece. Well, not little, big. It was a 16-foot bamboo (laughs) pyramid with a jellyfish hanging (laughs) hanging in the middle. Amazing. Um, And then, yeah, then we went on to build another piece the next year, which we built the ship, which kind of felt more like us because it was a freestanding um, installation sculpture where people could interact with the piece. Um, mm-hmm. And then from then we just started applying for a few other ones. Um, and then within about three years maybe of, you know, some hard yakka, <laughs> we started to develop our name and, and our aesthetic and what we were talking about and what our intention was. And we started using natural recycled wood predominantly and um, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. Yeah, amazing. And when it came to festivals, were you someone who was already going to festivals, really loved it and it felt like a natural route for you to go, all right, I'm into doing big scale art. I'm going to try and, you know, work at festivals or yeah, how did that happen? Like, yeah, I was definitely going to them and I thought they were just the best things since sliced bread. I was just like, oh my God, these things are unbelievable. I went to my first festival in India, well, actually in Nepal, um, back in 2011 or 2010. Um, and it was my first kind of transformational psychedelic festival. And I was like, what is this? 
And then I came back um, and had my first rainbow in, I think, 2012. And just, I just couldn't believe my eyes, really. I'd never experienced something like that before. And it really, truly was transformational. And then I went and did the Eclipse Festival in Cairns shortly yeah, after nice. that. So I was, yeah, well and truly just um, in awe of these things and was at uni studying fine art at the time. And it kind of just linked the two together. Like it, um, yeah, it was really all my dreams came true when I was starting to produce pieces there because it was really um, what I wanted to do at the time immensely. Yeah. And do you want to talk a little bit about yeah, what within space represents and is trying to, I guess, communicate through its pieces that you showcase at festivals. So um, each piece is is different in its, in its own. Um, I I guess what we're trying to translate to the crowds at festivals is a space, a safe space. We we want to create a saturated environment where people can go and completely immerse themselves in what we've created so that, um, you know, if they're having a hard time or they lost their friends or, you know, whatever, they can go to our environments and just completely relax and reset and recharge and just um, be immersed in what we've created to start. And then, you know, if there's more intention to experience the work, then we're talking about recycled um, materials we're talking about the environment. We're talking about creating a deeper connection with yourself and your peers and the world around you. And, um, yeah, like that's the main intention, like overall. And then each piece has its own specific um, mm. thing going on. So it just depends on the work and um, how we've designed it and why we've designed it. But it's all, it's all sustainable. It all has that thread running through. It's all um, got that yeah. intention of using fallen natural wood from the forest floors and um yeah all we really bring in is all our fixings which we can't really recycle unfortunately yeah and when it comes to that process with individual festivals do they often have a brief for you or do you have creative license to um yeah create the vision that you see fit for that festival or is it a bit of a, a mix when it comes to those briefs and, and how do you approach it yeah um at the beginning when we were putting in applications we kind of had more of a free license then which sounds a bit funny um because we were kind of just putting in a random application to a festival through the official website but as our name started to develop we started being approached by festivals instead of applying um, mm -hmm. And so therefore often they had um, an idea that they wanted already. So, uh, you know, they'd yeah. come to us with, you know, we have this space, we'd really like you to create something in this spot particular. Um, you know, it'd be cool if it was like this or like this um, or, or, you know, or they, you know, we want it in the space that people can walk into. So, you know, it was a little bit more driven by the directors of the festival as we started to develop um, and become a little bit more known. Mm, yeah, nice. And... What's the kind of lead time? I know it might obviously differ, but um, I know from Strawberry that you'll often spend quite a bit of time on site. So, yeah, how long does it take you for just for, you know, um, people who are going to festivals and seeing your work to really understand the graph <laughs> that goes into some of your pieces? Yeah, yeah, it takes a long time. So I guess from conception to um, install to then all our pieces are stay on site. We don't destall anything. Um 
it's probably about three months of designing and going back and forth with directors. Um, some, you know, a lot of the time the whole crew get on board with designing and we all bounce off each other. We have say two or three meetings, um, where we throw ideas around. Um, we have like a mood board and, you know, just a bunch of, of things that we kind of all just throw our, um, two cents into. Um, and then the negotiations, budgeting materials, you know, all of that behind the scenes stuff that goes on for a long time, <laughs> depending yeah. on the scale of the work. <laughs> and then, uh, building wise, the last piece we did at Strawberry was two weeks on site. So, um, I got there and I had a group of volunteers with me for the first four days and for four days straight, we just collect wood. So that's, you know, nine hours a day picking up wood and sorting it into. Glamorous. Yeah. Really, really, really glamorous. <laughs> sorting it into sizes and curves and feature pieces. And it's just, you can see on our website, there's like a couple pictures of wood. And yeah, it's like a, it's an art piece in itself, lying all that wood out. Um, so that takes four or five days and then the crew arrive, so like a few crew arrive and we start to, um, you know, build the foundations and, and then the whole crew arrives and we've got for strawberry, we had, I think we had about 10 crew building, um, at once. Yep. And so that went on for two weeks straight. And that's, you know, again, where we're there at seven in the morning and we usually pack up around you know, have dinner at seven, come back for a few more hours. So it's, it's, it's like, you know, sometimes 15 hour days every day. <laughs> yeah. So, a lot um, of graft. When you were just talking about the laying out all the different wood and, and almost having piles for like, these are certain curved ones. That was the one thing. Um, I remember when I, the first piece I saw was probably the dragon that you'd done at Rainbow. And for anybody who hasn't seen that piece of work, it's almost like the dragon comes in and out of the land. And I remember from a distance just being like, wow, that looks really cool. And then when I got up close to it, I was like really mind boggled because I was like, hang on, these are all sticks, but they all make these perfect <laughs> curves. And I couldn't quite, my, my head really was challenged. And even though like I love art and I love sculptures, I was just like, hang on, how are they, how are they bending the sticks? Are they, are they somehow bending them and not breaking them? And yeah, we're stick It benders. really kind of confused me. Yeah. I was just like, but then I was looking at it. I was like, no, they're all just naturally curved and somehow they made these beautiful arches and yeah I personally found it really fascinating when uh, I first saw your work so <laughs> yeah well um, we collect sure sticks that all have it. that that curve so you know when you lie them out you're like that has the same curve as that have you know that's a 30% curve and that's a 20% curve so yeah it's 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 very detailed work um that poor yeah, dragon unfortunately say. burnt down in the fires which oh, was a bit sad I know that's really sad but it had been standing yeah. on that site for a good three years so it had its time yeah, went out in flames it as did. probably a dragon should. Exactly, it's kind of fitting. And the ship also was a pirate ship, so it went up in flames as well. So yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully it, you know, lays opportunity for new artworks to go there and yep. birth something new. Hopefully next year. Yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Don't know whether it will be twenty one. I think you can't make plans at the moment. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No plan making. Um, Given, yeah, you mentioned obviously you had quite a few volunteers this year at Strawberry. Do you want to talk a little bit about, yeah, who's your, um, or what's the makeup of your team and, and who are those individuals that help you? Because I know that you have a couple who are 
uh, sort of like ongoing that you work with and, and yeah, what's everyone's backgrounds? Like, are they all like you? Are they artists or are some people carpenters, etc.? Yeah, for sure. So the crew are just incredible and we all kind of um, jump in and out of projects. So I've kind of, I kind of am on every single one and then um, our crew kind of, if they're available, rotate through. So um, I guess Nick Sweetland was the first to kind of jump on board and he is an architect. He's uh, Maybe he's just graduated his master's in architecture, but at the time he was just a Bachelor of Architecture student when we were working together and I was a, stu- a student. A lot of us were students at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, he was one of the first to create with me and then um, Adriana Navarro, she jumped on board the year after that with Nick and I and... Uh, she has a background in digital art. Um, yep. She also now works with um, um, Melbourne Fashion Week, doing all the direction with them. Um, yeah, nice. Yeah, so then she's been a part of us for a really long time. We've, but she kind of went to Japan and lived there for a little while. So, you know, everyone, when they're in Australia and they're available, they jump on board. And then mm. Michelle and Nick, who are a couple that live on this beautiful little property, down um, uh, just outside of Melbourne, blanking at the moment. Um, they are Michelle's just got such an incredible eye for detail. Like that dragon was really her baby, um, and they are just unbelievable. Nick has um, a natural building. Um, he's a landscaper by trade, but is just so great at natural building. And Michelle is just a jack of all trades. She can create anything. Um, and then Jim Beatty has been a part of us for a really long time as well. He, um, is also a jack of all trades, just the most fabulous person and has been, yeah, building with us for a really long time and it's just wonderful. And then Thomas, um, has been a part of us for ages. There's been a lot of people that have kind of come in in and out, but they're like the main, the main crew Mm. that have threaded through this last five, six years how many of the years we've been creating now um yeah so, it's yeah. quite diverse really yeah 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 and then Rada another friend silversmithing student she's been a part of the last build with us and she's just an absolute gun um there's too many names I, I yeah I wish I could go through everybody but there's really there's so many people <laughs> that have just jumped on board for one build here or there and yeah yeah obviously like we need a lot of not a lot of people but we need quite a lot of people to help us build these things so it's it's definitely not a one or two person show. It's a it's a whole crew that that put these things together. Yeah, totally. I guess working with that team was that quite a shift for you? I guess from um, yeah, studying and being an artist in your own right, and then having these visions to then being like, okay, the visions that I've got to bring to life actually <laughs> require quite a few people. So it must be a bit of a shift to be sort of thrown into that role of then even managing people and bringing that vision to life oh very much so and it's been probably the hardest part of all of it is to learn how to um how to manage a team and make sure that everybody is happy and you know the work that we do on site is really taxing on the body and the mind so you know Mm -hmm. it's a constant um play of making sure that everybody is okay everybody is getting what they need um you know sometimes I am a bit of a um I, I work hard and and long so sometimes I'm like come on let's keep going and it's hard to keep the (laughs) it's hard to keep the motivation up and running when you're two weeks deep and you know 15 hours into your 14th day 
So it, yeah. it's, it's challenging and it's, um, I've learned so much. Oh my gosh. I've learned so much about people and, and how to be a good manager. And I've learned so much from people like Tara Medina, who is the director of strawberry um, and Jeff Moss, who is the event manager at all the different festivals on just appropriate, um, authentic ways to lead. Um, but yeah. it's definitely evolving thing. And I'm, still learning and it, it is hard as an artist to then jump into such a dynamic um, collaborative role because you're so used to kind of being in your own little narrow lane that it but I love it I really love working with other people but you have to rely on them to kind of you know be there when you need them so it's you've got to be with the right people for sure yeah yeah there's always that bit of relinquishing control oh yeah you have to kind of like get quite comfortable in that space oh and yeah. you're like I can't own every little detail. I've got to trust in others. And that's when you see people flourish, but it's always that tension, I think, in yourself, just learning to let go. And hundred percent. And I really learned that with Strawberry this year because the build was so much bigger um, than previous ones. And I was also managing the entire transport program for Strawberry. So, um, you know, as you do. So I was pulled away quite a lot. And because I was also managing a stage design, I had to keep having meetings with the lighting crew and the production crew and all the different departments. So I, I kept getting pulled away for a lot of the build and I had to really um, just just let it go and, and realize that I'm not going to put every stick on this piece, you know. I'm not going to be there with the crew. Um, so, yeah, it's it's hard. <laughs> it's really hard, the juggling, yeah. the juggling act. Well, especially doing transport as well. Like that's, that is not a small task for Strawberry. Like yeah. especially this year where there was a, an amazing increase in, you know, people joining and coming via buses, but that in itself is a heck of a lot of coordination. So I think it's, you know, it's good for people to hear and understand, you know, you are an an artist, but you're also showing up in other ways, shapes and forms, to help make festivals happen. And I think that's a lot of what happens within the community. You know, people wear different hats and, you know, throw their hands to different things. And yeah, yeah, they're doing it all because they want these events to happen. Yeah, Yeah. it really is a community once you're, um, once you're a part of it. And, and as you grow, the festival grows and, and, you know, people kind of lead you into different roles when they feel like you're ready. And, I, I honestly didn't feel like I was ready to take on such a large role with Strawberry, but Tara was like, nah, you got this, you, you're good. And same with Rainbow doing art direction. Like I, you know, you never think you're ready, but you really are. And that's what I've learned through a lot of this is, you know, there's going to be a part of you that's like, oh, I, I can't do it and I'm not ready. But you, you just got to throw yourself in the deep end and just go for it because otherwise you'll, you're never ready. You exactly. Know? It's like I was saying this to, I can't remember who it was the other day about applying for a job and they were like but I don't meet every criteria and I was like who meets every single criteria on a job ad I said the point of you going for that job is that you're still going to learn and grow when you're in that job yeah and if you have passion and curiosity then you're going to be learning and if you're learning then that's what it's all about isn't it yeah like exactly it's about growth I was like no one wants to give somebody a job who ticks every single box because then they'll be like, you're going to leave or you're not yeah. going to be fulfilled and you're not going to be growing. So yeah, yeah. yeah you always kind of got to throw yourself in and know that there's going to be some stuff that you're just going to have to fathom out when yeah. you're kind of in that role. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And if you're, you're doing what you love, then, then it's going to be okay. Mm. In terms of, um, 
any major challenges that you faced in that journey, whether it's kind of on builds or yeah, have there been any kind of big roadblocks or things that you would like to share with others that if they were kind of following a similar path, they could potentially learn from? Um, oh, I guess it can be challenging with money. You're not making millions um, and you, you're putting your heart into, and soul into things. So I, having your boundaries, I guess, would be a huge thing. Um, knowing what you're worth and trusting that and not, you know, negotiating here and there because you have to. It's an ebb and flow, but yeah. also like not putting yourself down so low that you're going to leave that festival completely exhausted, have no money in your account and have just produced a huge piece and be a bit bitter. And, you know, there's, those are kind of hard to navigate as you're starting to develop because there's no guidance and every festival is different and you ne- there's, there's no guideline map, roadmap to, to know what, what to do or say. So that's definitely been a bit of a, um, a curveball for me of learning um, and having boundaries and knowing my worth. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest thing I can think of right now. Um, what about highlights? What oh, have been yeah. those? I'm sure you've got many, but is there any that springs to mind? When, when you finish your piece and you step away and you've, because you, it's also really hard to stop to know when to be like, okay, that, we're done. Because you can just keep going. (laughs) You can just keep going and going and going. Oh, we could do this. We could do this. So knowing when to step back, put your tools down, have a beer and just relish in what you've created. And then once the festival starts, seeing all the people come and interact with the work and watching them admire what you've built and just like really soaking in that is pretty exciting and that'll never get old ever I just I love that part I love us whole crew kind of get together and we usually bring a bottle of champagne and we usually go sit in the work that we've done and we have a celebration and that's just it's just the best feeling yeah looking back on your accomplishments yeah and all those heart those well that's you know there's always tears there's always cuts there's always bruises but yeah there's that's just got to celebrate the wins yeah it really does it's just it's magical and when thinking about I guess festivals more broadly not just necessarily the kind of art what do you think what's what's the reason for them being like why do you think they're so important to have in the landscape of life Uh, a friend was telling me recently that she was reading a book the how festivals are like an initiation into maturity and into into like um adulthood um and that really Mm -hmm. sparked a thing for me and it really did feel like that it's kind of like they really can be transformational and they really can just like open your eyes to this whole other way of connecting with people and your environment and and arts so they're just they're so important to really when you go there have an intention and really be present and and not just go to the stage for 12 hours and party you know there's so much on offer at these things and so many workshops and experiences and just to connect with people that you don't know you know just don't Mm. try not to stay within your little crew and 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 not 
open up to the beauty of the whole entire festival. So, yeah, I think they're so important. I really hope that we turn a corner a little bit in the in the way it's kind of been going lately because uh, I feel like some of the um, intention of, of people has got a little bit lost. So it would be great to, mm-hmm. to, to turn a corner and kind of come back to um, – the, the true connection of these things. I think that's the strongest word that I've, I've had at these festivals is just deep connection. Mm. Well, that's, you know, when you think about, yeah, how festivals have changed over the years, like I'm 33 now and I actually cherish the fact that I did not grow up with social media. Um, like I can't even comprehend how like it's a it's a different it's a different world it's a different lifestyle um and I think you know things like that like technology have had an impact on festivals and the way you know people interact and I think that it does impact the kind of level of connection that that people have when they're at festivals Mm. um you know I know most festivals it's almost a blessing that you don't have um phone signal a lot of the time yeah um (laughs) And I think, you know, it's, it, that's actually something that's quite good. Like in European festivals, there are large ones that have like Wi-Fi connections everywhere. And I think, yeah, I'm sure it's great for your marketing because everyone's sharing pictures and people can stay in touch, but it does take you away from that um, almost like spark of not knowing what's going to happen mm-hmm. or where I'm going to go next or who I'm going to speak to because you, you kind of are forced to be a little bit more open because mm. you're disconnected from the thing that's yeah. normally in your pocket. If you lose your, your mates, you've time. lost your mates. You have to go and find new ones. <laughs> you can't yeah, call exactly. them. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm the same. I definitely grew up in a in the, the era of not having any phones at festivals and, you know, you just have your little disposable camera that we used to, you know, yep. take, you know, one photo a day maybe. Um yeah, and and I love that. I I kind of when I see all the phones, it was just like it was an escape. Those things to not be around social media and not be around um, the eyes of outside people. It was really you were there completely, and anything mm-hmm. you wanted to do, it was held in that space. And I think with with cameras and with phones and all that around, it feels like there's an intruder there a little bit. You know, it's like oh yeah, this is this is for us, not for anybody else. Mm. And on that, is there something that you would like to see more of at festivals in the future? Oh, um, I don't know one particular thing that I would like. Obviously, I just would like to see the crowds becoming a little bit more intention-based and present and uh, connecting and all of that that I've just gone through. Um, But, uh, you know, six years ago they were just – I felt like they were – just perfect yeah. I don't know what more I would add to them back then yeah yeah fair call <laughs> I think that's it you know as well like we're growing up and evolving and our the way that you look at festivals changes yeah I think after you've gone to them for such a time so I think you almost take from it different things at different ages and to your point earlier it is that rite of passage for a mm-hmm. lot of people mm-hmm. and they're living in a different world compared to when we were having rites of passage. So everything is quite transformational and evolving. And yeah, it's hard to even contemplate, especially right now in this period, what festivals will look like and Uh, and where they're going to go. 
you know, I know that sustainability is quite a key thing in terms of your work. Obviously, you're using um, wood that you find from the land. Was that something that was always in your mindset, even from when you were being um, and doing art at uni? Was sustainability something, yeah, that was in your mindset and you wanted to always do through your work? Yeah, I think so. Uh, as I was developing in university, I was definitely interested in sustainable things um, and also using mundane and random materials en masse. So for one of my grad pieces at university, I did a, an immersive environment made from 5,000 used tea bags that I emptied mm -hmm. out and uh, opened up and painted into um, this environment, latex environment. So that was kind of my first piece that was starting to really talk about that. And that was, you know, when was that? 2015. And, and the environment is obviously becoming more and more important as we're getting closer and closer to the crucial points in our time of really making a change. So as that's happening around us, our art is also reflecting that. So, um, yeah, it's been a strong intention for quite a long time and, always been something I felt that is urgent to talk about in art and I think it's the right place to do it that's why I, why I really like festivals in the um not just because of the sort of amazing experiences that you can have but they're this incredible platform to communicate with individuals and you know everybody who goes to a festival is there and actively wants to be there and so it's this perfect like fostering ground to help yeah, communicate messages mm. in a fun way or an interactive way mm. that, you know, maybe in the everyday life they're maybe a bit more closed off to. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I always yeah, love that, a great way that to... green crew that go around dressed up as the rubbish fairies or whatever and they just make yeah, it hilarious. Yeah, they have hilarious. like a chant. Yeah, yeah. I can't yeah. think what the chant was. Yeah, I remember them being down at the beach stage this year and <laughs> uh, James, my partner, was like, who are these guys? And I was like... <laughs> Oh, just listen. And then he was like trying to follow them and chant. And I was like, okay, he's definitely on board. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love it. They're just, they make it, they bring humor into these kind of heavier subjects. And I think that's really, it's really crucial to penetrate some people because it can get so serious and overbearing, yeah. but they bring this light, lightness to it. And I, I, I love yeah, exactly. that. And, and there's so many the, like theatrical things like that at festivals that you just don't even, like, there's just so much you going on you can't see everything but if you really like open your eyes and start to just step away from that market stage or step away from the mm. you know the stage and go for a walk and just um yeah really experience all the different people and what they have to offer everyone is just just overflowing with gifts and silliness mm. and yeah it's it's kind of like everyone gets this new <laughs> level of self yeah. where they're like, even if I think about my friends, like yeah. when we've gone to festivals together, it's like a new level of comedy comes out of them. Oh, yeah. You know, when you're at a festival and you're like, where's this been hiding? I and know. it's just like flowing. Everyone's you're like, so why? Excited. Yeah. It's like, why aren't you a comedian? <laughs> totally. <laughs> um, are there any dream gigs that you would love to create at as within space? Anything, any festivals or any other places or things that you would love to do that you haven't done yet oh so many um I'd love to get into like um doing stage design for like chunky moves or Sydney dance company I have a history in um dance so I would love to do like interactive stage design for companies like that 
Um, I'd love to do places at like Mona or, you know, these big um, art festivals. Get it? I think mm. I would really love to dive more into these art festivals. I'm a part of Swell, um, which is a big sculpture competition on the Gold Coast. Yeah, I actually saw that the other day. Yeah, I've had to step down from doing my really large piece because I've had a lot of um, illness stuff happening. Um, so unfortunately, I'm not going to make a huge piece this year, but I will be um, doing a small sculpture in their gallery and I'll, I'll be there next year to do my large piece. But I had to kind of realize that you can't do everything all the time and it was my time to just step down and, and rest for a little while. Um, so that's that's been a huge dream for me. To, that's kind of my first step into the public art kind of realm um yeah heaps I'd love to you know do European um festival art festivals and mm. all the things all the things. obviously Burning Man would always be fun I'd love to do something at Burning Man I guess that is it's almost probably one of the biggest festivals even though I know they don't call it a festival um yeah that is a platform for art where the focus is on probably more swinging to the art than it is actually to the music so yeah. we were going to be yeah, possibly doing boom this year which was going to be oh, great yeah. yeah but obviously that that's all put yeah on that's hold. a massive platform yeah yeah we were just kind of talking with them before the whole world kind of went upside down so yeah yes there's always another time will come next yeah <laughs> in terms sure. of curveballs oh yeah um what what has that meant for you? What's ISO meant? I know obviously you've been having a bit of downtime to um, rest and recuperate, but what else have you been up to or what has this time um, given you? Because, you know, it is a challenging time and I think a lot of people have been going it tough, especially those who normally work in the festival and events industry or in hospo, et cetera. Um, but I like to try and find the silver linings mm, in things. Yeah, um, sure. So is there any yeah things that have come through for you? Um, other than I've been drawing a lot, which kind of sometimes gets put to the side. Um, so I've been focusing on doing some large drawing pieces that I'd like to eventually do an exhibition with. Um, and that's been really nice to have the time to do that. Uh, but I've also started my master's and I'm doing my master's in primary school teaching. And I would love to teach like year one and year two, year three kind of realm. Um, and my dream is that I'll teach share. So I'll teach maybe two or three days a week and then I'll have my practice and be producing on the side. Um, and I think that'll just really give, give some life into the art. Sometimes when you're doing it full time for quite a long time, it starts to lose a little bit of its, um, authentic motivation. So it's, yeah, it's mm -hmm. really nice to kind of dive back into something that I've been passionate about for a long time and have wanted to find a way to really make another impact into this world and teaching has always been something I was interested in and I love children and I just think it's a great way to make a difference in a, in a small yep. way. Well, not necessarily even in a small way. Right? <laughs> You're almost going to the source yeah. and being like, okay, how can, how can I help foster you into, you know, being open, being curious and creative yeah they are the source right yeah so I think yeah it's exciting to think that there's individuals like yourself who have you know the experiences that you've had and you know the mindset that you've got as well to help um yeah almost create this beautiful environment for them to help yeah grow and yeah 
I love the idea of us like walking around in the forest and collecting things and um you know I just love the brain of a child I I I adore their curiosity and their just like absolute awe and wonder at questioning everything and I think it's so Mm. nice to be around children so I can't wait to see what that brings to my practice as well being around children all the time and just being inspired by them and yeah, I think all the pieces. There's a lot that we can learn from them. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I think a lot of the pieces we create are for, you know, um, adults adults' playgrounds. So who knows yeah. what we'll get. Well, exactly. That's the thing, right? You yeah. know, like kids, to your point, have that uh, complete curiosity, no fear of asking yeah. a question, yeah. the awe of looking looking at something as if it's the very first time they've seen it. And... I think that's something that every adult could adopt more of into, you know, their everyday life, you know, thinking about all that we've got to be grateful for and everything that we actually have, because no matter where you are in the world, you're, you've got something to be grateful for and something for sure. to be in awe of. Yeah. I love the saying, um, the creative adult is the child that survived. <laughs> I love that quote. Oh, yeah, you know? nice. like, if you're still managing to feel creative in your adult life and being curious and questioning and, and exploring and being that constant student, then that's, yeah, that's that inner child that has managed to keep, keep growing. So, mm. yeah. And that's what festivals, I, I exactly. think, you know, they, they provide the perfect platform for that. It's kind of like, there's all of this, you know, enticing, amazing and enriching experiences um, for people to go and interact with. Um, yeah, so it's like all of that is there on offer for people. They've just got to go and kind of spread their wings and yeah. and find it to yeah, really tap experience in. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tap into the collective of, of everyone's mm. kind of journey on those places in these places because I think there really is a, a beautiful you know to get spiry but there is a beautiful energy and you, you can really tap into those things at festivals and and just just jump to this new level of, of um interacting mm. yeah is there anything else or any wise words or anything you would like to finish on because I think we've covered lots of mm. great areas um Take it easy. <laughs> Don't put too, put too much pressure on yourself. Just really take it easy. Trust yourself. Have boundaries. Um, just take it slow, but also throw yourself out there into that deep end to the things that you thought you couldn't do. Go on and do them. Just, you know, listen to those podcasts that make you feel like you are enough and jump in because life is so precious and and once you've kind of seen how precious it is, it's, um, it makes you just realize that just fuck it, just do it, you know, Mm -hmm. but also do it with love and do it with compassion and do it with a nice gentle approach and have intention and be nice. (laughs) Yeah. Sick human. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very wise (laughs) and great words for people to hear. Um, I think, yeah, it's a, it's a now more than ever, it's a very important time for, I think people to really look after yeah. themselves yeah, and really look after show yourself. themselves some self-love. Exactly. Um, exactly. Like there's that fine line between taking it easy, but going for it as well, you know? Mm. So finding that, finding that, that nice balance of, of looking after yourself, like really looking after yourself. 
Yeah. Because um, you just don't know what's around the corner. No. Nope. Well, the world never knew what was coming around this no. corner and we're all here. We did so. not know this year, the fires and then the floods and then the corona and then, uh, you know, we just, yeah. it's Hopefully all upside down and inside Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Hopefully 2021 will bring a flourishment <laughs> of birth, creativity, <laughs> who knows. I'm yeah. optimistic. I'm sending my love um, to all you Victorians. And I think you've always got to have a bit of hope. Oh, yeah. God, I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> I know I, I'm, I'm just... I moved just in um, November to Northern Rivers, so I really did move at a right time and I... Yeah, yeah, I give my love to you all you guys. You got that calling and you moved out at the right time for sure. <laughs> I know, I really did. I feel a bit guilty that I'm cruising up here and everyone's. Do not feel guilty. <laughs> Cherish what you've got. I'll we'll send make you pockets of sunshine. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I'm longing for summer. I have to say, I'm I'm happy that we've had to do this during winter. Yeah. It would have been a heck of a lot harder trying to do this through summer. Like Europe I've heard you've done, had a nice so... winter too, at least. Yeah, it's been really nice actually down in Melbourne. Yeah. Super sunny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. All right. I reckon we can wrap it up there. Sweet. All right. So, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and having a chat. Oh, no. Thanks for having me. It's been really lovely to dive back into that world that's kind of been put on hold for a little while now. Feels like yep. a lifetime ago, but it was really only a few months ago that I did my last build, but it honestly feels like 20 years ago. <laughs> I can't, yeah. Well, just with COVID, I'm so muddled on months and years. I'm like, oh, did something happen this year or I last know. year? Like, this hasn't really been a year, to be honest. So no, it's, 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 it's so a challenging weird. one. Like, I can't believe we did Esoteric in, like, end of Feb. It, I just don't. Anyway, what is time? Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a concept. Yeah. Amazing. All Thanks, right. Well, darling. thank you so much. I no, will let you. you go and enjoy the rest of your day. Thanks for tuning in to Creative Connectors. Hopefully you enjoyed the chat. If so, please subscribe, share with friends, support the community and tune into the next one.